God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. That's Jesus, as described in Acts 10.38. The disciples. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Matthew 10, verse 1. This is Paul, and this is Paul speaking. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I've said and done, by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God, Romans 15. And finally, Stephen, as described in Acts 6, verse 8, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performs great wonders and signs among the people. What do each of those four people have in common? They live a life in the Spirit. Jesus, who is fully God, yet fully human, was anointed by the Spirit so that he could go about his ministry of healing, driving out demons, other miraculous things. The disciples are given the gifts so that they can go out, given authority and power to go and heal and restore people's lives. They were living a life in the Spirit. Paul, he lives a life in the Spirit. And Stephen, he lives a life in the Spirit. And there are many more examples I could have chosen. I wonder, do you want that report about you? Simon, full of the Holy Spirit, healed the sick and cured diseases. I'd quite like that, thanks. I would love that report about me. What about you? Insert your name into this. Was full of the Holy Spirit that you prophesied over your non-Christian friends and drew them to experience Jesus for themselves? Do you want that about you? Do you want to be able to be full of the Spirit so that you can speak words of knowledge, have a message of wisdom, have discernment in the Spirit, speak and interpret tongues all for God's glory because you are living a life in the Spirit? I know that we're kind of British and whatnot. That was meant to be like a kind of, uh, you know, a dramatic kind of crescendo up to a point. We want to live a life in the Spirit. Well, certainly I do. I want to live a life that is full of all that God has given me and will continue to give me. I want to live a life in the Spirit where God's power and anointing flows through me so that people can be lifted up encouraged for the common good of the people and so that people can come to know Jesus for themselves.
If it's just me, I've already preached this once. I can go home. I'm going to pray that it is you as well. Okay, let me tell you a little quick story. Um, A few years ago, I attempted the Three Peaks Challenge. I say attempted, I'm not going to embarrass myself by saying I completed it because I didn't quite ask me later why not. But I attempted the Three Peaks Challenge. The challenge is that you are to walk the highest peak in Scotland, England and Wales within 24 hours, including the travel time between them. We get to Ben Nevis, me, my brother-in-law and a number of other guys, and I put my backpack on, already packed. What have I got inside my backpack? I've got water, food, a change of clothes, coat, a head torch, because we were ascending in the light, but we knew we would be descending Ben Nevis in the dark. Gaffer tape. Don't ask me why. I just put it in. (laughs) And praise God I did. We were walking up and I would get things as I needed them out of my backpack. I would get water to stay hydrated. I would get food so that I stayed energised. When it started to rain, I was able to put my coat on, etc., etc. We were coming down the mountain. And one of the guys' sole of their shoe started coming loose. Fantastic. We've got another two hours, probably, on our descent down. So, what do I do? I get out the gaffer tape from my bag and I wrap that sole to his shoe. Does it last more than 10 minutes? No. So we keep doing it every so often until we get down the mountain to the car and praise God, he did have a spare pair of shoes. Why do I tell you that story? I tell you that story because I was prepared I had everything that I needed in my bag, and when I needed what I needed, I was able to get that out of my bag. I'm glad that I had it with me. We today are looking at spiritual gifts, and I want you to imagine the spiritual gifts that the Lord gives to those who confess Christ as Lord, to those who receive the Holy Spirit, I want you to imagine that the gifts are like a backpack. You have, if you have received the Holy Spirit, everything you need, everything you need in your backpack because God is good and gracious and he wants to work through each and every one of us. Now, for years, I didn't quite understand that when I received the Holy Spirit into my life, that I had this backpack of gifts, which at certain times I could have stepped out in faith, as God was calling me to, and used these various different spiritual gifts. Until I was at university, and it was my second year, and I had an encounter with the Spirit, a baptism of the Holy Spirit over my life. And since that day, I knew that God wanted to use me 
and the gifts that he so freely gives to each and every one of us for the good of others and to show people who the risen Lord Jesus is. My prayer today is that you receive for the first time the Holy Spirit, if you have not, by giving your life to the risen Lord. Receiving the backpack of gifts, good gifts that God wants to give you. And you are released into them. My prayer is if you have already received the Holy Spirit into your life, that you know what is available to you, that you know what is inside your backpack, and you know how to be released into the giftings that God has already given you. Like Paul says in verse 1 of our passage, I do not want you to be uninformed about the gifts of the Spirit like I was. So let's look at those gifts. If you have it in front of you, it's verses 8 through 10. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still another, the interpretation of tongues. I'm going to, as quick as I can, because it is important, but we have other things to say, just go through those gifts so that we know what we have in our backpacks. We know what we are equipped with for the good of the people and to point people to Jesus. So the message of wisdom, what is that? Well, it's when someone has a word of knowledge or a prophecy... A word of wisdom is to discern what that revelation might be specifically about, a specific circumstance. Take Solomon, King Solomon, that we see in 1 Kings. Two women come to him, both with babies in their arms. One is deceased and one is alive. The two women are both claiming that the baby who is alive is their baby. And Solomon has a word of knowledge about which mother is the mother of the living baby. And Solomon then, because he is gifted with wisdom, was able to discern what to do with that word of knowledge and what to go forward into with those ladies as an example. A message of knowledge. I can't describe this better than this quote, so I'll read you this quote. This is the supernatural revelation of facts about a person or a situation which is not learned through natural effects. Yet a piece of knowledge given by God, disclosing a truth the Spirit wishes to be made known. Something that the Lord says to you, a revelation into someone's life or into a particular situation. Think of Matthew 17. There is that word of knowledge that there is a coin in the fish's mouth and that Peter would find it. And guess what? Peter finds that coin. A word of knowledge as an example. Faith, 
by the same Spirit, the third one. Now, this is simply more than receiving the gift of faith so that we can believe in Jesus Christ as Lord. It's more than that. The gift of faith is an irresistible knowledge of God's intervention at a certain point and the authority to affect his intervention through the power of the Holy Spirit. I've nicked a story from Steve because we were talking about this particular gift this week. Steve and Andrea were at New Wine, Newark. And a storm, a really bad storm, was heading their way. So this is New Wine, Newark. A storm is heading this way. Steve got out his gift of faith and prayed that that storm would be diverted. But not only prayed that it would be diverted, had this like gut sense that it would happen and that God would truly answer his prayer in faith. What happened? The storm literally, as Steve describes it, goes round Newark and then carries on in the straight line that it should have carried on. Maybe a coincidence. Maybe Steve exercising a true faith by the Spirit. Next one, healing. Healing of the body, the mind, the spirit. We have countless examples in the Gospels about Jesus healing, the disciples healing, and then throughout the New Testament. Did you know that one-fifth of the Gospels talks about healings and the teaching surrounding those healings? One-fifth of the Gospels is about this particular gift. More on that at the workshop that Steve advertised before. What about miraculous powers? When a miracle happens, something that you just simply cannot describe by human understanding. Jesus walking on water. Unless you are Dash from the Incredibles or Jesus, you can't walk on water. That is a miracle. Jesus turning a lunchbox of food into a meal for over 5,000 people. What's that? A miracle. A miracle. A miracle. A miracle. Yes, it is a miracle. Often when we talk about miracles, particularly today, we talk about it in the sense of signs and wonders, like that passage said about Stephen, signs and wonders, the miraculous. Do you know that you have that gift in your backpack? Prophecy, receiving a message from God and delivering that message to the people as a group like this or to an individual. A gift that you have in your backpack. Just a few points on prophecy. The purpose of prophecy. This is 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening encouraging and comfort. Prophecy speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement and comfort. And we should desire prophecy so dearly. Why does God give us the gift of prophecy? So that the church can be built up and that people can be pointed to Jesus. You speak to a non-Christian, and as you're speaking to a non-Christian, 
you get a sense of the Lord giving you a message for them. You speak that into their lives. What's just happened? They have just then experienced the love of God in an encouragement or a comfort or a strengthening into their life. How that person could not be transformed as a result, I do not know. Amen? Amen. Oh, good. Discernment. The supernatural gift of perception to enable individuals in the church to distinguish the motivating spirit behind certain words or deeds. Words given and actions done. What about tongues? A spontaneous utterance by the Holy Spirit where we play no conscious part. The language that we speak when we speak in tongues is not known to us. What happened at Pentecost? Those who were there had the Spirit come upon them and they spoke in different languages. They spoke in tongues. And in that example, they spoke languages, earthly languages, that they were not fluent in. And so that much of the Gentile world was hearing praises to God in their own language. Purpose of tongues is a sign of the kingdom to come and it is for edification for those. And the last one, interpretation of tongues. Someone who has the gift of interpreting that tongue, particularly in a setting like this. If a tongue is spoken or sung, the gift of interpretation allows each of us to know what that tongue was. These are all gifts that we have in our backpacks. These are all gifts that we have in our backpacks. This list isn't exhaustive. This is an illustrative list because who are we to know how the Lord God will use us in different situations? Who are we to put a kind of a ring fence on the Lord? Oh, sorry, my backpack doesn't contain X, Y, or Z. No, it does. And there may be more. How does all this work? Let's get a little bit of clarity to it. So let's just put this passage into context. Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church whose worship is disordered. And he is making their worship right by what he is saying from the previous chapter and the next few chapters. Particularly for this, the gifts that the Corinthian church, so the people in the Corinthian church, have are being misused. They're using it as a kind of a status symbol, showing off in these gifts, not for building people up and not for bringing people to Christ, just for their own status, their own gain, their own glory, not for the glory of Jesus. So Paul is writing into this and he is saying, no, this, and as I describe now, is how you use your spiritual gifts. Verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to the common good. Just before we look at common good, because that is the reason 
why Paul is specifically writing this. Notice what it says. Now to each one, everyone, everyone, the manifestation of the Spirit. How are these gifts given? They are given because God is good. And he wants you to have those gifts. Do you believe that? Dave Griff does, ace. Verse 11, of all these are the works of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Each one just as he determines. In worship, to one there is given healing. To one there is given prophecy. To one there is given a tongue. To one there is given an interpretation. Why? For the common good. For the building up of the church. This is 1 Corinthians 14, 26. What then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. In a setting like this, God is going to get you to get your gift out of your backpack in a particular setting like this for the good of all who are here, for the building up of the church. If there was someone in here who needs healing, I believe that God would encourage them to meet with that person and pray for them to be healed. It might not happen, it may happen. But that person who has heard from God has stepped out in faith for the common good of the church and having faith that that healing might happen has prayed for that person. One of us might hear a word of knowledge either for someone specific, God gives us names of people, or maybe as a general, I think something or someone might need this, that person has to step out in faith for the common goods, the building up of the church. That is why God gives to one the gift of healing, to one the gift of prophecy, and so on. Does that mean that that same person has the same gift next week? Maybe. Maybe not. Because God's has given us this backpack full of gifts and will use us as he requires. He will use us as he requires. Second reason why the gifts are given, and it's not especially in this passage, but it is so that people can be pointed to Jesus. This is the end of John's gospel. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written, in other words, the signs, the wonders are written, so that many may believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of God, and the believing, you may have life in his name. I want to exercise the gifts that God has given me here in this place. So that I step out in faith in this place. So that when I then walk out the door, I step out in faith into my scattered places. And know that I am equipped 
with this backpack full of spiritual gifts. That at any time, the Lord may call upon me to grab one out, like the water, like the food, like the gaffer tape, and use in a particular situation or a particular time for the common good and to point people to Jesus. Now, it may be that people have particular ministries in one of these giftings. It may be that someone has a particular healing ministry or a particular prophetic ministry. God will have given them a word. They would have stepped out in faith and given that prophecy over somebody. God would then give them another word. And again, they would have stepped out in faith and given a word of prophecy. And growing into the gifts that God has given us, growing into maturity in a life in the Spirit, those gifts that we all possess can go into a ministry in particular situations for particular people. This is a quote from Bill Johnson. Gifts are free. Maturity is expensive. Gifts are free. Maturity is expensive. Finally, as we come to a close, I want to talk just briefly about how we can be released. Released into these gifts. Released in the life of the Spirit, like Jesus, like the disciples, like Paul, and like Stephen. Living a life released in the Spirit. How do we get released? I believe it's twofold. Because of the goodness of the Lord and our obedience to be led by him. How are we released into life in the Spirit? Because of the goodness of the Lord. Gifts are not rewards. Gifts are given by grace and our obedience to be led by him. Just hear this truth about God. This is Matthew seven eleven. If you then... If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? James 1.17 Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God is so good that he gives us this backpack for the common goods for the edification of others and ourselves and so that people can come to experience the life-transforming power of the resurrected Jesus. But maturity is expensive, so we need to be obedient into how he leads us. Galatians 5.25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step by the Spirit. I have done this so many times. I have felt the Lord prompt me to give someone a word of knowledge, to go and pray for somebody, and I have cowered away from it. I think if we're all honest, we've all done the same. Is that living a life in the Spirit, 
being released through the gifts God has given us. No. What's our verse for the year? Be courageous. Be strong. Obedience is about stepping out in faith when God calls us to. It's about listening, being so attentive to those messages that God is giving to us, speaking through us. Our relationship is a two-way relationship. And then stepping out in faith as a result. Praying with authority and confidence for people to be healed, for people to be delivered, for people to be raised from the dead. That is being obedient. That is living a life in the spirit. That is living a life modelled on Jesus Christ, our resurrected King. Just a few questions to finish. Do we as a church want to see occasional healings? Good. That was better than 9.30. They kind of didn't really say much. No! I don't want to see occasional healings. I want to see... The gifts that God has given us released on a daily basis, seeing radical healings in this church and across this town. Amen. Radical stepping out in faith when we receive a word of knowledge from the Lord. Stepping out with words of wisdom, speaking in tongues, interpreting those tongues and all those gifts that we went through. Can I invite the band up, please? Are you expectant? Do you believe that you have these gifts on your back? Are you expectant that the Lord will use you by his power and his glory for his glory to use those gifts for the common good? And so people can come to know Jesus themselves. Are you expectant of that? Do you this morning want to be released into the gifts that God has given you? If that is you, if you want to be released into these gifts... Even if you've known that you've had these gifts on you, but at the moment you're not accessing them on a regular basis. If you want to be released into these spiritual gifts, would I invite you to stand? Because we're going to pray for you. As I pray, maybe those who are around, those who have stood up, just Pray for one or two of them. Lord, we humbly stand before you and ask, Lord, that we can be released into the gifts that you have given us when we received your Spirit. Lord, may we stand in confidence. May we be courageous in stepping out with these gifts, using them as you prompt us, using them by a supernatural faith, 
that something will happen. May we be released into that. Holy Spirit, come and rest upon these people who have stood up. Make them so expectant of what is to come. Make them so courageous in stepping out in their faith, in their giftings, Lord, that we thank you, you have given to them. May this be a moment of transformation.